Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. So some of you may have already heard this episode, but I know there's a lot of you who haven't and who need it. It's actually the first episode that I did in a series of podcast episodes that I recorded to help you navigate COVID-19 and your blended family. This is uncharted territory for blended families and co-parenting relationships. And there are a lot of questions. There's a lot of stress and some increased conflict during this time. And obviously that is no surprise, but I recorded this podcast series first to answer some of the questions that were sent my way and second to share how we're navigating things, because I think it's important to hear that you're not alone in feeling the way that you feel and in the challenges that you're facing. So as you will hear, this first episode is with family lawyer and divorce strategist, Leanne Townsend, and it's all about the legalities around custody and access during quarantine and social distancing. So if you are looking for more talk after this episode about COVID-19 and are interested in hearing how we're coping and our family, be sure to sign up to have the rest of the episodes of this series emailed to you. In the second episode, Darren and I share how we are coping in our family and what we're most frustrated with right now. And in the third, I share tips and strategies to help you thrive, not just survive this crazy time. And I kind of talk about what I am struggling with. So you can sign up for these next two podcast episodes at www.jamiescrimger.com forward slash stepmoms and COVID-19. And I will have those episodes emailed right to you. Now, I hope this series answers some of your questions and provides you with a comfort and reminds you that you are not alone right now. Even though it feels so isolating, please remember we are all in this together. Enjoy. Hey guys, it's Jamie Scrimger here, second wife, stepmom of three, and mom of one. And you're listening to my podcast, where we talk about all things motherhood, stepmotherhood, and living a kick-ass life. If you're ready for raw and real conversations and are striving to live your very best life, then you are in the right place. Every week, I'll provide you with tips and strategies and mindset shifts to inspire you to live your own version of a kick-ass life while bringing you along as I create my own. Hello, hello. Welcome to this bonus COVID-19 focused episode of the podcast. So over the last week or so, I have received so many questions from stepmoms and people in co-parenting relationships about how to navigate custody and access during quarantine and social distancing. And guys, I'm just not really qualified to answer these questions. So I thought I would bring in someone who is. Now, Leanne Townsend, a family law attorney and divorce strategist from Toronto, Ontario, is here to provide some legal information on how we navigate this uncharted time. Now, Leanne is no stranger to this community. She's been on the podcast before and has also been an expert in the exclusive stepmom community. Members may remember her interview on how to save money on lawyers' bills. Now, Leanne is a partner at the law firm of Browdy Thorning, LLP, where her practice is focused on family law, domestic violence, and victim advocacy. She is also regularly interviewed in the media and has been featured in Lawyers Daily, Divorce Magazine, Daring Women Magazine, and she's also been a guest expert on a number of radio stations and podcasts on topics of abuse and relationships and divorcing narcissists and so much more. Now today, Leanne is here to answer your questions. Now, before I dive in, I want to remind everyone that we have created a special section in a private forum on the exclusive stepmom community for COVID-19 related conversations. 
I, along with contributors Kristen Skiles from Stepmomming, Beth from Babbling Blonde, and Laura from Millennial Stepmom are checking in on a regular to provide support and connect with all of you. Now, for more information on how to join and or just get the lowdown on what this exclusive Stepmom community is all about, you can head to www.jamiescrimger.com forward slash membership. All right, let's get to Leanne. All right, Leanne, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Happy to be here. It's uh, interesting times. Yeah, interesting times for sure. And, you know, I have been getting so many questions from stepmoms who are struggling right now, and it's just not in my wheelhouse to answer these questions. I'm not a lawyer. I uh, don't, I'm just kind of a stepmom figuring things out as I go during this crazy time. So I thought we would get you on here um, and get your expert opinion on um, some of the questions that are coming my way. Sounds good. It's 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 kind of interesting times in that we haven't really had a situation, you know, quite like this either. So even in the legal realm, um, you know, I think some of it, it's not clearly defined on a number of the issues. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. And I want to do a little disclaimer for you before we dive in. So Leanne is from Toronto, Ontario. So obviously there's different, sometimes different areas have different how do you even word that? Like different restrictions, Leanne? Does that make sense? Yeah, different laws even. Like the family law, you know, is not the same in, you know, Ontario as maybe it could be in New York or even Alberta. There there are differences. So everything I'm saying is specific to Ontario. And I also, nothing I say can be construed as legal advice. Um, it's really more legal information. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, even though you we are in different areas and all the listeners are from different areas around, actually around the world, really, uh, I do think that there's something that everyone can take from what you have to say. So why don't we just dive in? I have some questions that have been sent my way and uh, we're just going to answer them, I guess. Sounds good. All right. So first question, the kid's mom just traveled but came home early. I want the kids to stay with her for 14 days, but she says no. Do we have any grounds to stand on? So I'm assuming by this question that the kids were not with mom. Kids were with the other parent and mom has come back. Is that I think that so, correct? yeah. I think so. Okay. So, I mean, the rules the, for the country right now, at least in Canada, and I think this is the case in the United States is, you know, if you've traveled abroad, so it depends if mom has traveled abroad, but even if she's traveled within Canada, if she's been at an airport, you know, she's supposed to self-quarantine for 14 days. And self-quarantine means that she's not supposed to be having contact with other people, which unfortunately would include the children if the children were not with her uh, through the travel. So uh, during that 14 period, um, the the quarantine would trump, you know, any sort of custody order. And so mom should not be with the kids until she's had her 14 days and, you know, hasn't turned up to have uh, the COVID-19 virus. Right. And so if the kids have been with her since her return, they would technically be... Like if the kids were with her, then they need to self-quarantine with her. So then the other parent is going to have to accept that, you know, for a period of 14 days, they're not going to be able to see the children until the self-quarantine is over and nobody's, you know, tested positive for COVID-19. Right. Okay. Yeah, totally. makes sense. 
So next question, are you supposed to follow your custody order or whatever order you have and switch the kids around during social distancing? Yes. Um, a custody order still, still, you know, is, should be followed. Um, the only times it shouldn't be followed are in, you know, if there's some government, you know, order or policy that's going to trump it. But in the case of social distancing, it's totally safe and appropriate that the children should be going back and forth between their parents as per the custody order or the schedule in a separation agreement. Right. Yeah. And that's what we're doing. The kids are going back and forth as per our regular schedule. We have a longer schedule right now just because of how we do March break. Um, but yeah. yeah, that's what I think a lot of people are doing. Yeah. And it should follow just as if the kids are in school. Like, you know, some people are wondering because obviously kids are not in school. Is it like a vacation schedule? Is it different? And it really should just follow the schedule as if the children were in school. The parties are obviously... Um, able if they want to agree to something different and they're both agreeing that's totally fine that they don't have to follow it but if they're not in agreement then the way that it's set out in the in the schedule is what stands right okay and that totally makes sense so next question my stepkids mom won't give us the kids during social distancing even though it's our court order time I feel like she is using this as a way to prevent my husband from seeing the kids can she do this and that's kind of the similar to what you were just saying Yes. And it's funny because I have a client who's in that situation, except like she's she's saying that the child was exposed to COVID-19. So the child needs to self-isolate. And we suspect she's just, you know, making that up and it's not true. Um, so during so if it's just social distancing, yes, you should be following the schedule. If uh, a parent is claiming that a child was, you know, exposed to COVID-19 and has to quarantine, then you know, you really don't have much choice but to take their word for it. I mean, um, because not everyone is who who is showing signs of, of being sick is getting a, a COVID-19 test and getting, you know, tested positive and all of that. So to ask for medical proof, you may not be able to get that. So I think you have to take them on their word that the child has this and accept that for 14 days, you may not be able to see them. But Obviously, if the access is withheld beyond the 14 days, then you have a situation that could qualify uh, as an emergency. And although the courts, um, at least here in Ontario and I think in lots of other places, are, you know, shut down right now, they are open for emergencies and, you know, complete denial of access, um, you know, could constitute that. And unfortunately, you may have to bring an emergency motion. Mm -hmm. That's really, really helpful. So the kid's mom wants to travel with them right now, and my husband does not approve. Can he stop her from traveling? It depends on where she wants to travel. I mean, if she wants to go for, you know, travel two hours in the car somewhere, then probably um, the other parent can't do anything if it's, you know, they need to follow the schedule. If it's to fly somewhere in an airplane, um, you know, there's a travel ban on right now in Canada, and I, I think in the U.S. as well. So a travel ban would, you know, take precedence over a custody order in that type of situation. There's not supposed to be any unnecessary, you know, travel going on right now. So, uh, you you know, the party who doesn't want the mom to take the child traveling would be able to, to stop that and, you know, withhold consent because of the travel ban. Right. And is, does that have anything to do with, so say you have a joint custody versus someone having 
sole custody. Like someone has sole custody, they get to just make the decisions for their kids. But if they have joint custody, then both parents technically need to be approving for travel that requires consent. Yes. Right. Okay. All right. Next question. Can their mom request that my partner and I be tested for COVID-19 before a custody exchange? No. Um, yeah. You know, they, they, we're not like, as you know, we hear in the, in the news and everything. I mean, these tests are limited. They're, they're for people who, you know, are, are in certain circumstances. Not It's not like you can just go to your doctor's office and get one. So, I mean, first of all, someone in that situation probably isn't going to even be able to get a test, even if they want one. And secondly, it's it's not a requirement. I mean, if someone's, you know, not showing symptoms, hasn't been traveling, um, you know, they're they're deemed to be healthy and we all have to be responsible adults. And I would assume someone's not going to want to unnecessarily expose their children to COVID-19 if they suspect that they may have it. And so th- that's not a grounds to to withhold custody. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's really frustrating for me right now getting all of these messages come in because I'm like, you know, for the parents who are using this as an opportunity for parental alienation or to withhold the kids, it's like, shame on you. Like, it really is yes. a serious situation. And it, I find it mind blowing that people are even doing this, to be quite honest. I do too, but you know, it's, it's just, it, I'm not surprised. I hate to say that, but when you, you know, when you see what goes on with some parents, it, it really isn't surprising. And as I say, I actually have a client who, you know, is in this situation right now and I've had to advise him. He's powerless for those 14 days to really do anything. And then after that, you know, maybe we can bring a emergency motion, but I think it's, it's just terrible that a parent would take advantage of the current crisis to withhold access, um, you know, with the other parent. I mean, that's certainly not acting in your child's best interest. No, not at all. Now, could there be legal ramifications down the road for not swapping during this coronavirus? Um, There could be. Um, I mean, it certainly doesn't make a parent look good if they're withholding access. So just like in any circumstance where they've been doing that, um, if the parties, you know, return to court at some later date when things are in a more normal stage, um, you know, and it's brought up, it, it, it could look bad on them and it, you know, it will show they're not acting in their child's best interest. And, you know, who knows, maybe a judge would um, consider awarding, you know, a more favorable arrangement to the other parent because that person showed that clearly they're not putting their child's best interest first. Right. Yeah. And what about in the situations where, you know, you have the two households and they're dealing with this in a very, very different way. One is more relaxed about, you know, following the guidelines and, you know, social isolation and all of that. And the other is very serious about it. Maybe they have risks. They have a young child at home. Like, are they allowed to refuse the kids to come to protect people in their home? Because I've I've had some questions in that situation where the stepmom they have a new baby or they're pregnant or they are immune compromised. How do they navigate that? Yeah, I think that that's a really difficult situation. And, you know, as you and I were discussing, I mean, in a lot of ways, these are novel times. And so, you know, even a lot of the information that I'm giving, it's, you know, based on my best, that you know, my ability to give advice as best as I can. But a lot of these issues, you know, they haven't really come up before because we haven't had something like this. So they haven't been tested in the courts. There, In certain cases, there isn't clear law. And I think the situation that you just described is, is a very tricky one because 
you know, it's one thing if the, the two households are like following, you know, maybe some different practices, but, you know, it's not extreme. Um, you know, I would say that you just unfortunately have to accept that maybe they're not hand sanitizing or washing their hands as much at your ex's house, but your child still has to go. But when you're dealing with a situation where there's others in the home who perhaps are more vulnerable populations and they could be exposed, uh, I think that's where it gets trickier. And, you know, I, I don't think it's clear, um, you know, whether in that type of situation you could, um, you know, say, I'm sorry, but, you know, we don't want the child to visit during this time. Um, you know, you have I think you have some grounds there with respect to the safety of the other people in the home. And, and I don't know that there's necessarily a clear cut answer. I mean, I would say generally the, the custody order rules. And so, um, you know, you may have, you may be out of luck there. Maybe the more vulnerable people are going to have to self-isolate, you know, in the home. Um, or, you know, in, I would hope that the, you have a, at least a somewhat reasonable other parent on the other side who, you know, may understand that you don't want to expose your your parent, you know, your like grandparents or a, a baby to this, and maybe you know ac accommodate that. But if you're not in agreement, you know, I don't know whether this would qualify as an emergency where you could go to go to court and get some direction. But you know, you may have some grounds to to say that you know you don't want the child to come, and then it'll have to be sorted out later on when the courts are open. Yeah. And, you know, in my opinion, and I'm not a lawyer, but I do think that as long as everyone's acting reasonably and has reasonable ground to stand on and reasonable um, concerns and aren't just, you know, using this as a form of manipulation, the courts are going to respect that. Like there are so many different sides to this too. And so I know there's people who are worried about the legal ramifications later on, but it's like you said, you know, if you're acting in the best interest of the kids or the best interest of everyone, that's what you really need to be doing, right? Yeah, I don't think you'll be criticized for that. Like, so I think if you, you know, if you said, I've got my elderly, you know, mother or grandparent in the home and I've got a baby and so I wouldn't, you know, ex do the exchange because of that, I, I don't think a court is going to like punish you in some way down the road for something like that. Um, you know, so I, that's, you know, entirely different than, you know, denying access, um, you know, and, and using it in a manipulative way because, you know, you're trying to alienate the other parent. Mm -hmm. So another question. So the kid's mom was out of the country and she comes back today. Do the kids need to go back to her as per the schedule or not? So she would actually technically need to be isolating. Yeah, she would need to be isolating and the kids should not be seeing her, um, you know, as per the rules that have been put out by the government until she's, um, you know, self-quarantined for 14 days. So um, the, in that case, that would trump like any custody or access order. Mm -hmm. Okay, that is so helpful. Are you getting any other questions like other than the ones that we have um, brought up on this call? Like a lot of them are similar to what you've asked. I mean, some people are concerned, like when, what's happening with the courts, you know, and when are they going to be open again and what will happen to their cases? And, you know, it, again, it's unprecedented times. And I don't think anyone really knows, you know, how long this is going to go on for. I know that they're adjourning the courts. Um, you know, generally it's been it's like eight to 10 weeks. Uh, I was there on Monday just before they closed and, you know, things were being put to June. 
Um, so there is going to be a backlog. There are going to be delays for people who have active matters, you know, that are in the courts. But there are a lot of things that are still operational. Like the other day, I did an all-day mediation that was done by teleconference. Um, examinations, like cross-examinations and things like that, are still being done through teleconferencing with court reporters in one location, and you know, the parties in their homes and being, you know, linked in. So. Um, you know, I think if someone's in a, you know, a tough situation and their courts are closed and they feel like they're in legal limbo, I, I, I don't think it's necessarily a reason for people to just sit back and do nothing. I mean, the lawyers are still working. And as you say, like, maybe you can try mediation. Maybe you can just try having something worked out with lawyers, but you don't have to just sit back and, and wait for the courts to reopen. Yeah, that's such a good um, point. Yeah, there's so much that we can do virtually right now. And I think that everyone's really navigating that space because there's a lot of people who weren't used to having those conversations, you know, through Zoom or through Skype or, or whatever, right? Yeah, I actually think that this is going to fundamentally change the way things are done going forward. I mean, not that we're not going to return to, you know, people attending court and face-to-face meetings, but I do think there is going to be much more use of technology moving forward because people, you know, will have adapted for however long we have to do this. And so in a way, I, I do think it's kind of fundamentally changing the the landscape moving forward. Yeah, for sure. We're making history here. That's for sure. <laughs> that's right. Well, thank you so much, Leanne, for taking time out of your day to chat with us. Um, so you are launching a podcast yourself, actually, um, in a couple of days, right? That's correct. I uh, On March 25th, which is next Wednesday, I'm officially launching my own weekly podcast called Divorcing Well. And um, it, the, the, I interview, you know, various experts and sometimes it's just me, but the, the purpose of the podcast is to provide um, information and support to people who are going through separation and divorce on a, a holistic level. So, you know, some of my guests, you know, maybe I were giving legal advice, maybe we're giving or legal information, financial advice, or it could be wellness advice. Um you know, mental health advice. So it, it's really all encompassing, but it's all, you know, it's there to provide the support for people who are going through the challenges of separation and divorce. Amazing. I'm so excited for this. And, you know, you have been such a wealth of knowledge for my community. You've been a guest on, in the exclusive stepmom community, um, talking about how to save money on legal fees. And, you know, every, you just, you just are so well-rounded and all the support that you provide everyone in this community. So thank you so much. Well, thank you, Jamie. And I really appreciate this opportunity to speak to you uh, on, you know, the important issues that are popping up right now with the the COVID-19 virus. Yes. All right. So we will chat soon. Thanks, Leanne. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, guys, if you like this podcast, please do me a little favor. Take a second and subscribe on iTunes and then screenshot this podcast, give it a share in social media and tell your friends what you think. And hey, don't forget to tag me so that I can thank you for helping me spread the word. Thanks so much. And I will talk to you next week.